1: Welcome to a new episode of the Prosperity On Air podcast. I'm your host Paola De Vescovi and I'm very excited today to have as guest Sarah Santa Croce. Uh, Sarah is a uh, business consultant and coach and now author. We've been knowing each other for quite some time. We met actually on LinkedIn approximately 10 years ago. And after a few years, I met her by chance at an event uh, uh, here in Rome, where she was one of the speakers. I must say, I've always admired Sarah very much for her very gentle way of of doing things of running her business of promoting her programs and uh, and services and uh, when i heard that she was about to launch her book the gentle marketing revolution i didn't hesitate one moment i immediately bought it because i was sure that the content would be so valuable for many entrepreneurs and professionals like myself who actually don't see themselves fit in this you know kind of hype marketing that we um we are proposed as the way to market your business And I wasn't wrong. I must say that I have enjoyed every single page of Sarah's book. So I really strongly recommend it. But um, I just want to tell you a few things about her. So uh, Sarah, for 12 years, has run a, a successful LinkedIn consulting business. And it was exactly this experience that uh, inspired her to create a global movement that encourages people to bring more empathy and kindness to business and marketing. She calls herself a hippie turned business coach, and she hosts a podcast, the Gentle Business Revolution Podcasts, and she works with heart centered entrepreneurs, um, so that she can help them uh, to um, to promote themselves, to market the business in their way, the gentle way. Sarah's perspective is really fresh and uh, simple as uh, as she is and uh, she really encourages to let go of things that no longer work for us in uh, and and see our business model in a different perspective I am very very honored to have Sarah on my podcast so without any further ado let's move to my conversation with her so much for being with me today I'm very very happy to have you on the podcast.
0: I'm so delighted to reconnect with you Paola I'm so looking forward to to this conversation. Yeah
1: so I have already said something about about you and uh, what you do but I would like you to tell my audience you know what you do and uh, who you work with your book we will be speaking a lot about it Mm -hmm. so please yeah
0: where to start i think i need to start uh with my linkedin consulting business because that's really uh how my adventure in entrepreneurship started in uh let's see it was about 2008 we moved to california I followed my husband for a job transfer. And so we established ourselves in California. And once I had the kids settled at school in kindergarten, they, um, I decided, well, what am I going to do here in California? I didn't have a, a job permit, so I started my own business. And first it was supposed to be just kind of social media, consulting in general. And then when we moved back to Switzerland, I... Uh, kind of pivoted towards LinkedIn because I noticed that there, there was an opportunity because none of the social media agencies actually talked about LinkedIn. It was kind of the, the odd one out still back then. It was the, the not so cool kid in 2010. And then fast forward to today, obviously, there's many, many uh, LinkedIn influencers and LinkedIn consultants and so on. Uh, so I did work with, you know, coaches, experts, uh, consultants to help them position themselves as experts on LinkedIn for, yeah, for a good 10 years, uh, building an online business. So I did, you know, also work in, in companies and, and workshops and things like that. But I was really since starting out in California, I was kind of in this online marketing field where you learned a trade about online marketing. And so as we discussed before we started the recording, it was like this guru-oriented online world where the gurus taught you how marketing is done. And I have taken countless marketing courses and programs. You too. <laughs> you too, right? And so it's like, this is the launching program. This is the email uh, marketing program. This is the webinar thing. So yeah, I learned all these things for my own business. And then also, yeah, I worked with clients on on, on building them there, uh, helping them build their business. And it was a yeah, about two years ago where I just had this moment uh on the on a therapist's chair where I just had a meltdown and I was like, I can't do it anymore. I'm just not made for this business thing, uh, or this marketing thing. Like it was to me, it wasn't clear yet what it was. It just felt hostile. The whole thing felt hostile and I felt like I was too nice, too gentle, not tough enough. Business has to be tough when I just wasn't cut out for it. And so, yeah, I was like, well, I either give up and I do something else. But by then I had 10 years in entrepreneurship and I really felt like I, I couldn't go back to a nine to five job. And so I was like, well, if it's not that, then I have to come up with something different and reinvent the way we market and so that's when the gentle marketing revolution was born
1: yeah and so that's what- yeah. I, I'm, I'm reading the book um i'm enjoying it very very much uh it's not, not only you present marketing in a very different way much more aligned with you know uh, the values of a, a person and um how he or she feels, you know, right. in in marketing uh, uh, his product or services, but also the way the book is structured, I, I like it very much. With mm. this more Thank personal mm-hmm. uh, moments and uh, more woo woo stuff, that is very much aligned with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I I like the book very much. So yes, so it started this this way. So what is it that in in your opinion yeah you said something about you know the gurus you know setting the trends but what is wrong in your opinion about the traditional marketing
0: yeah um so many things but i think the number one thing that i heard over and over again is people tell me they hate marketing uh, I then, you know, analyzed it more and I tried to find out, well, why are people saying that? And it was that it created anxiety. Um, the anxiety came from the misalignment with values. It came from not being in integrity uh, when, you know, doing these things that marketers told us uh, so much so that I actually the first name I came up with was anxiety-free marketing so that was kind of like it had to be marketing that is actually joyful that we can do without anxiety because there's two sides to the anxiety first of all the people who uh, who receive our emails they feel anxiety if we put pressure in them if we put you know these pushy aggressive manipulative things that we're taught to do the people who receive them feel anxiety and us as marketers we also feel anxiety because it doesn't feel good to us so it's just like we already have enough anxiety in this world why are we using marketing to create more anxiety so that I think is the biggest problem. It's this it's this focus on the negative as well. Uh, always we're always taught in marketing to find the pain points and then highlight those pain points and make sure that people see how shitty their situation really is and yeah. all of these things, right? It
1: makes the person feel so bad.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, why would we as service oriented entrepreneurs why would we want to make our clients feel bad and ashamed and feel less than Uh, and that's what we're doing uh, with these marketing techniques that we're told to do I'm not saying you know I'm not pointing fingers because I've done it myself because that's just like oh that's how marketing works it never felt good but yet we felt like oh this is what it is so yeah that's what it
1: so for how long have you started you know um, practicing and applying a
0: more gentler marketing you know I want to say I always tried but I tried to adapt whatever I was sold so you know there was the the way you launch a program and they said you have to do four card closing emails, meaning four reminders that, you know, this is the last day to sign up. And I'm like four emails on the same day to tell people, there's no way I can do that. That is just like, you know, so manipulative. So I toned it down uh, and then, yeah, I tr- tried to use other words, but there was always, it was still... To me, there was just this bad feeling about it. And so I, I I really became much more aware that I wanted to do things differently two years ago. Now, people on my email list, that I've been uh, sending out an email uh, for 10 years now. And they told me always, but you're the real thing. You know, we, we trust you. And so I think it's just that my level of tolerance went even uh, lower. I'm like, yeah, but I can't even do that. And people have gotten so used to the hype marketing that even what I was doing was like refreshing, but it was still not good enough to myself.
1: It was still still hype to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And and can you give us some examples of hype marketing and how, you know, you would instead doing this do the same thing but with gentler marketing?
0: Yeah, you know the the thing is it's really these subtle differences actually, um, because you can, for example, um, when you launch uh, a workshop, right? Of course, you want to send out reminders and say you know, uh, I have an early bird, for example, there's nothing wrong with the early bird and having a discounted price for those who sign up early, because that helps you plan and see, okay, I have this many people who are already signed up, I need about, you know, four more, I can run the course, there's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is the words that some people use that kind of make you feel like there's a rush. Oftentimes it's related to timing. If you don't sign up, you'll uh, forever miss this chance to save $200 and you will miss this opportunity. Like this pressure that uh, is often that we're taught that we should be using in marketing so the last minute and and it's going away and all of this pressure I think it it we should instead empower the client to make the decision smart decision and if it's right for them yes know that this early bird ends you know, this and this day. But please think about it. Don't just buy it because, you know, I tell you so. Uh, so. So it's really about empowering the client and saying, look, yes, I'm running a special. If this is the right timing for you, I'd love for you to take advantage of this special price. But if it's not for you, then don't buy it. I don't want you to have all these programs sitting on your computer and not use them. So it's always about the wording, how we, how we yeah give the power back to the client actually
1: yeah yeah and, and I like that. so you in this way, I mean, it's also a way to build a relationship with the client uh, and a relationship that is more empathic, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're you're showing them that you're in it for the long term. That it doesn't matter if they don't buy now. It's not like you're not going to like them anymore uh, or you know that you're going to shame them that they haven't bought yet. Because you're like, well, I want you to buy at the right time. And so you're right. It's this empathy and understanding um Sometimes it does mean that you kind of need to also help them make a decision. So you're not just saying, you know, I'm not going to ever sell anything anymore. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying give them the information so that they can make an empowered decision. Right. That's it's not the same uh, as just saying, I'll just wait here until the clients fall from the sky. I'm still saying market, but market more in a more gentle way.
1: Yeah. And uh, Sarah, what um, what results have you seen since you've started to, you know, uh, use a gentle marketing, um, a gentle way to do marketing? Right compared to what you were seeing before Mm -hmm.
0: I think it's it's such a different level of of relationship and engagement like people um yeah they open up and they they really like the the trust and you know authenticity is kind of overused but but yeah to to feel like oh wow I I can trust her that she's not just wanting my money and not giving any value. And, and when I did the, like, for me, this is a a new transition into that new part of the business. But when I did the research about, you know, who's already using this different kind of marketing, I have to admit, first I was like, well, all you see is the hype and guru marketers. And, And then I realized, well, it's because the ones who are using a gentler way are not the ones who shout the loudest. They're not out there saying, look at me how I made $2 million in two weeks. And, you know, they're, they're just, their business works and and they have relationships with their uh, people on their email list and, and it just works. They don't need to go out there and, and, you know, have these spammy things everywhere And and yeah, I found out that a lot of um, these gentler marketers, they're having great businesses and they're having much more fun, I think, as well, because it's not that hustle mentality where you feel like you have to always do more to get more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it's it, a it. it's creating a sustainable business. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah,
1: yeah. I must say we've been knowing each other for quite some time, and uh, well, the our my audience doesn't know, but we actually met on LinkedIn. Yeah, we connected on LinkedIn quite some time a long ago. some time ago.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, um, I'm on your email list, and I am honestly, you've always uh, appeared to be very gentle to me. Right. So even before this transformation uh, two years ago, but even before that, although you, I mean, although you were using, you know, this more guru kind of things, uh, I can say that I, I could see that, you know, there was you. That right. While, as we were saying before we started recording, uh, when I receive, you know, emails and newsletters from people uh, whom I'm following I can immediately say what's the source
0: right which program <laughs> but, they yes. did so and yeah talking
1: well. about authenticity I think that right. you're always being very very authentic yeah. so um before we we focus more on your book I would like to ask you uh, another thing I know that you have always uh, presented yourself as an introvert Mm-hmm. And according to you, do introverts find it more difficult to promote themselves?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally speaking, yes, there's definitely the, this thing where we're just not so comfortable with talking about ourselves. Uh, we don't want to draw the attention to ourselves. (laughs) So we're we're much better at shining the spotlight on someone else, right? And that is, in, in gentle marketing, that is, it's easier, even though, as we will see when we talk about the book, it's important that you do focus on yourself first. And I think that's probably the mistake I made with my LinkedIn consulting business. I focused only on the client and then created a business that wasn't in alignment with who I was. And so I would say to the introverts who are listening, even though for us it's easier to say well let me forget about myself i want to focus on the it's actually important if you want to create a business that gives you joy to know who you are what your values are and and yeah whether you're an introvert or an extrovert because your business model needs to align with that otherwise you're going to exhaust yourself because you just draining your energy instead of, uh, you know, filling it. So, so I think it really makes a big difference, but what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, it, it, it's harder for introverts, but I think once, you know, actually your strengths and your superpowers, um, I do this, uh, supermarket, superpower marketing, uh, session where we find out what your marketing superpower is. That is, super important to know who you are and how you know how you're wired because if you for example if you would told told me you need to have a Facebook group that's you know, that's what a lot of gurus kept telling us right yeah, yeah. you need to have a Facebook group well it's just not aligned with with who I am to constantly constantly animate this group and you know kind of be the group guru it's just not my thing and so that would never have worked so it's really important to know how you're wired and what your personality is to bring more of that into your marketing
1: yeah and also i think what what is easy for you because if you are forcing yourself to do something that you know is not aligned with who you are you know everything becomes a struggle and you are not, you don't feel joy in what you do. You don't feel fulfilled in what you do. And, uh, you know, this can have a negative impact on on your business too.
0: Yeah, on your business or or like even farther than the business, beyond the business, right? I said the anxiety that has an impact on your life as well, not just your business. So, So, yeah, it's not worth it.
1: So let's now speak about the book. Mm -hmm. So in in your book, you speak about your version of the seven Ps of marketing. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us what your version is?
0: Yeah, so, so the seven Ps or sometimes it's called four Ps of marketing is kind of this traditional marketing model. I didn't invent that. But when I looked at these Ps, they are kind of uh, organized in in circles separate circles you know how you have these moments where it's like whoa some kind of download or whatever you want to call it and all of a sudden I saw these circles sh- turn into a mandala my mom used to sometimes color mandalas and a mandala I then did some research on that and and it's actually um uh you know a, a, creative process so it really has to do with creativity so the 7 p's turned into a mandala and i i also saw that some of the p's in the traditional marketing model they were kind of outdated there was things like process and physical evidence or yeah like these things that had to do more with uh, brick and mortar business and not really online businesses and like I mentioned before, I realized I wanted to start with ourselves first. So there needed to be those Ps that had to do more with us, the entrepreneur, the business owner. And then once we're ready, we go outside. So we 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 start from within and go outside. And so the I'll hold it up for you, but yeah. the people on the podcast won't see it, but um maybe we can Beautiful. point to the yeah to the, uh, the page i have a, right. a download uh, sarahsonacrochet.com forward slash one page so if you're curious there's the mandala with the different piece. Yeah, so the i first
1: will p, i will link it in yeah in the show, in notes, the
0: show yes. notes great mm-hmm. yeah so the first p is uh passion stands for passion um could also be purpose they're kind of similar in my mind so it's like really finding out well what are you passionate about? What's your purpose? Why are you even in this business? Uh, Simon Sinek's famous start with the why, right? Like, is this business yeah. giving you joy? What What is the why? The second P is about the personal power. So that's where we go into who are you as a business owner? What is your personal power? What is the things that you bring to your business and make you unique from everybody else. And only then are you ready to actually look at your people, which is the third P. So I kind of reversed the traditional marketing model and said, well, what if we started with ourselves? And then when when we have that, found out who resonated with our worldview, with our values. So the people comes at, at the third place. And then once we have people, we can go into product, pricing, promotion, and I also added partnership, So that's a new one as well, because yeah. I think going forward, we cannot be in business if we are not collaborating with others. So Absolutely. partnership was an impo- important one to me as well.
1: I, I totally agree. And I think uh, partnerships are becoming more and more important in, uh, in today's world. Yes. They are. Yeah. Also because through collaborations, you also, you know, add value right yeah to your services to your offerings absolutely i i agree and i also like very much the three phases Mm -hmm. of marketing that you um discuss that you present in your book so can you tell us also about these three phases?
0: Yeah, so the the three phases are kind of based, again, on my own journey with, towards this more gentler approach to, to marketing. And I tried to, you know, kind of also have a visual there. And the visual that came to me was a, a labyrinth. Uh, that's something that's often used in personal development where you... You know, walk into the labyrinth, stand in the center, receive a message, and then bring that message back out into the world. And so the three phases are while you walk in, you rumble. So you rumble with your story, you rumble with who you are. So it's the R uh, for rumbling. Then once you're in the center, you rise. So you get your message that you're unique and you're different and you can do marketing your way, you can do business your way. And so you rise above the noise, but you also rise with partners and you just feel more encouraged to be yourself. And then you're ready to walk back out into the world and resonate with your ideal clients and really bring your message to the world. So the third R is resonate.
1: Ah, beautiful, and in the book also you there are sections of the book where you know you um, um, you present also your vulnerable side, <laughs> yeah. These vulnerability moments, and uh, also sections where you go more into your spiritual self with what you call you know woo-woo moments <laughs> and that are very much in line with what i do i i i also had you know a um an evolution in my business and uh, i'm now promoting a spiritual approach to business so right. when i you know these these parts were really resonating with me so uh why did you decide to highlight those parts so that they have they stand out to the to for the reader
0: Mm. yeah you know I realized that if I want to bring a different approach to marketing it might as well go all in and bring you know the truth bring what went really on uh, during this transformation and the only way I could do that is yeah putting it all out there and was it scary? Of course it was scary because it was really about taking off the mask and saying, look, this is this is exactly what happened. And and towards the end um, of the book, I say, look, I don't have it all together right now. I'm starting over. I'm starting from scratch. Um, and I think we're another thing that we're always told in these in this hype marketing is the kind of the hero journey. And I, yeah. while that makes a lot of sense that, you know, we want hero journeys, well, in business, these hero journeys, we always only hear the tip of the iceberg. And it's like, oh, here's how I became a millionaire. And, but I was like, well, I'm kind of tired of these stories. I actually want to know stories from the people who are in it. And so... <laughs> Yeah, I put it in the book, and and it feels good. It feels good to, to say, look, this is what it is. If you are more looking for the hero journey uh, kind of marketer, then that's not me. Yeah. So yeah. it takes courage to do right. something
1: like this, but at the same time, being a reader of your of your book, I I could relate right. to exactly. what you were saying there, and uh, you know, I feel also reassured i mean it's not just me who is in this you know journey and uh, facing my struggles etc but there's somebody else who you know is like me and this was very encouraging you know for um, a person reading your your book thank you yeah yeah and uh, um one question i i want to ask you also sarah Who's had a, a, an impact in your, yeah, in your life, but, you know, in um, in the way you see business and in the way you see marketing, is there anyone in particular who's had a
0: strong impact on you? It's um, a good question. It- it's not like one person that comes to mind i think there's several persons who who helped me on my journey but at the same time i did always feel like i'm the lone wolf who wants to do things differently so i think the 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 movement maybe that i'm looking up to is the b corp movement yeah so the, the the this you know, organization for business for good. That's kind of what I want to do with with the entrepreneurs, or even in the future with organizations. Also, use marketing for good. It can't be that we're doing all these good things for the environment and for you know business and and such, but not also adapt our marketing consciousness of people has risen but marketing is still outdated and there's like this big gap so I would say yeah it's it's really kind of the the B Corp movement business for good um, social uh, entrepreneurs that that's where I'm finding inspiration Yeah,
1: yeah yeah and also the way you decided to write the book and uh and um, um, support the book uh, was quite unusual, I think. You
0: mean the, the Kickstarter? The, the Kickstarter, Kickstarter. Yes. yeah, Yeah, yeah. So, so I wrote the book in, in the famous 2020. And then I thought, well, how is a gentle marketer going to do a gentle book launch without being all about me and the book? that didn't feel good as an introvert. And so I I, um, I decided to play with Kickstarter. Uh, my husband had told me about it and I was like, are you sure? I think that's just for like games and video games. And it's like, no, I think, you know, you just, that's a way to raise a community And raise money. To to me, first, I thought it was just about the money. I'm like, I'm not going to go out there and beg people for money. He's like, no, but it's the community. And once I understood that, it all made sense to me. It felt good to have the backup of a community to help me launch the book. And so that's what I did in December of 2020. I launched a Kickstarter campaign, and within three days, we we had um, had the money, uh, and it was a successful uh, launch. So yeah, that really gave me the the motivation to say, yeah, there there is people like me who feel like there needs to be a different way, and and it was it felt like a gentle book launch because it was focused. On the message and not on me as much.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I, I like that and very much. And you should you should write something about your experience with uh, yeah the Kickstarter yeah. launch. That's true. It, you know yeah. that it would be useful for so many people.
0: True. Yeah. yeah.
1: So how do we make marketing beautiful and uh, enjoyable? Mm. And, uh, I think
0: again it. it We, until now, we were told as marketers to use the left brain. It was all about transactions and numbers and benefits and and features. And I think it's time that we bring more of our creative right brain into our marketing. Because again, consciousness has risen and people make decisions no longer just with their left brain they bring in their feelings as well they bring in their right brain and they feel into how it would feel to work with you and not just how much does it cost and how how much do i get so i think that's when marketing becomes to 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 be fun because you get to play you get to you know play with, with more colors with just experiment like bring in things that you would have never dared to bring into your marketing just because they're fun and and I think that's that's the beauty of of this creative um, approach to marketing
1: oh thank you Sarah so we are approaching the end of our time together so before we uh, wrap up and uh, we finish this uh, very interesting conversation I would keep you here forever talking about, <laughs> talking about gentle marketing and your book can you tell my listeners uh where they can find where they can find you and where they can know more about you and your book mm-hmm. yeah, i will so, put all the links in the show notes of course but i would okay. like you to tell them thank you
0: yeah so that my main site is com. You'll say it in Italian. It sounds always so much better. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the book is at thegentlemarketingrevolution.com forward slash book. And I mentioned that one-page marketing plan. So that's in the form of the mandala. And then it comes with an email series uh, about these seven Ps so, so that you can really kind of reflect upon these different P's and areas in your marketing and that's at saracenacroce.com forward slash one the number one and then page.
1: Perfect. And on social media, where they find you, on LinkedIn? Sure? Best
0: is still LinkedIn. Yes. Yes. Find me on LinkedIn and, and tell me in the invitation that you have listened to Paula and me on this podcast.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. So um, I really hope that, you know, will uh, you, you will come back soon so that we can explore maybe we can go more in depth into some aspects of the gentle marketing and i thank you so much for being here with me today sarah it's been a pleasure thanks so much for hanging out now There's a monumental shift in power at work. Employees are speaking up, turnover is rising, salaries are increasing, hiring is tough, and burnout is real. It's time to unleash growth. It's time to transform your HR from powerless to powerful. Join ADP on February the 23rd. Reserve your spot now. Go to gettheplan.adp.com to register for the Work Interrupted Summit.